Oh yeah, indeed. Welcome to the Albums That Saved Us. In this episode, I'm talking about John Hughes soundtracks. John Hughes, that director from Chicago, Illinois, or the area for you people that are very specific, directed many of the biggest, best, most memorable 80s movies, and many of, of course, the most memorable 80s teen movies. He seemed to be able to tap into the angst, even if he was creepily obsessed with Molly Ringwald, who was his muse through many of these films. Some of the films are a bit dated now and have some cringy themes that aren't too PC now, but at the time they seemed like slices of teen life. I mean, how can you mention John Hughes films, though, without mentioning the music? Hughes definitely had his finger on the pulse of new wave music and exposed a lot of bands from England, from Europe, to the American teens. So bands like The Smiths, Psychedelic Furs, New Order, Echo and the Bunnymen, In Excess, Flesh for Lulu, more. And not only American teens, but this American teen. Let's start with 16 Candles, which came out in 84. And this was uh, John Hughes' first film as a director. Obviously, it's a teen classic. You know the story, Sam, Molly Ringwald, Birthday gets lost in the shuffle of her sister's wedding, and they fucking forget her birthday. Now, this is my wife's favorite movie, and I think she's still in love with the love interest Jake Ryan, but not now, like a movie capsule Jake Ryan, so Jake Ryan in the movie. In the movie, he doesn't know Sam's name. Everybody forgot her birthday, this and that. They go back and forth, lots of teen angst. Uh, Great role for Anthony Michael Hall as Farmer Ted, breakout role for him. And then, uh, you know, a big 80s alternative music soundtrack with bands like Paul Young, Kajagugu, Altered Images, um, Happy Birthday, Happy Birthday, kind of became an 80s staple from this movie. And there are some others. Spandau Ballet is in there with True, Wild Sex by Oingo Boingo, featured at the school dance. Bowie's in there with Young Americans. And real standout for me is the end scene where they finally get together. So cute and romantic, very iconic. Um, You know, it's the movie poster where Jake and Sam are sitting at the table and he made her a cake and he'd always liked her, but she didn't know. And it's If You Were Here by the Thompson Twins. Breakfast Club came out in 1985 and it was a big hit. And it's probably John Hughes' most well-known film overall. The soundtrack isn't really as strong as some of the other John Hughes soundtracks, except for the title song, which is huge and probably the defining John Hughes song. Don't you forget about me from Simple Minds. So, you know, the movie Molly and Molly Ringwald in this movie kind of reminds me what I imagine my wife was like in high school and not just the looks. But um, don't you forget about me. Uh, You know, great song. Uh, Simple Minds actually didn't want to do it they didn't really like the song but they did it it got picked up for the movie it became a hit it's actually originally offered to billy idol but you know the iconic moment it's i think it's used in the opening scene where they come into the high school then at the very end where judd nelson's walking across he thrusts his fist in the air because all the misfits are now buddies and they're all going to hang out at school and they're not going to forget about each other and and all that yeah right we'll see wait till uh Wait till Monday there. Weird Science came out in 85, and that was kind of, um, you know, Anthony Michael Hall's third film with John Hughes. Two Geeks, Conjure Up a Woman, 
the lovely Kelly LeBrock of the early 80s, Frankenstein's style. But um, obviously, Oingo Boingo's title theme song became a huge hit for the band. Oingo Boingo's technically probably biggest hit, even more than Dead Man's Party. So this soundtrack also features songs from other 80s groups, Wall of Voodoo, Kim Wilde, General Public. But obviously, the standout here is the Oingo Boingo theme song, Weird Science. Ferris Bueller's Day Off came out in 1986. This is a John Hughes classic, probably one of the funnier ones up there with me for, you know, up with um, probably 16 Candles. Um, And I always related more to this one. But, um, you know, it's one of the favorite comedies of the 80s and was the breakout role for Matthew Broderick and really helped make his career. And he's the wisecracking teen who takes a day off to get in trouble but is pursued by his obsessive principle because he's been absent nine times. So in this movie, you know, you've got Oh Yeah by Yellow, which was an international hit for the band and not really one of my favorite songs, but it's really, you know, prominent in this film. And then, of course, uh, the Beatles twist and shout uh, because of this film returned to the top 40 charts 20 years after its release due to the big parade scene where... Ferris Bueller climbs up on a float and sings the song. And this was actually filmed in Chicago during an actual parade. So the crowd reactions you see are actual, um, actual crowd reactions to the live rendition of this. Um, Ferris Bueller had super cool posters in his bedroom and a lot of Brian Ferry stuff. So I don't know if Brian Ferry had something out and coming out or got a deal or what, but um, interestingly here for me, there is a Smiths cover in there by the band Dream Academy covering Please, Please, Please Let Me Get What I Want in a museum scene. A very lovely song, which I think was probably the first time I heard the Smiths and this song really stood out for me. Then, of course, again, Yellow. Oh, yeah. Um, and obviously, the, you know, the uh, Twist and Shout. A great English beat song at the end called March of the Swivelheads where... Ferris is running through yards trying to get back to his house to beat his sister, mom, and dad home. Pretty in Pink came out in 1986, and that's one of the, another one that's really remembered as a great John Hughes film, another Molly Ringwald role. Um, she had actually heard the song Pretty in Pink by the Psychedelic Furs and uh, suggested that John Hughes basically write a soundtrack around the song. So you know the story. Molly Ringwald's kind of an outcast, kind of the kid literally from the other side of the tracks, and she's in love with the rich boy Blaine, played by Andrew McCarthy, but she also has her childhood friend Ducky, played by John Cryer, who's fawned away for her for years and harbors a secret love for her. So this one was written by Hughes, directed by somebody else, and... um. It was uh, it was a big success, but the soundtrack was even bigger. You know, in a lot of ways, this soundtrack really changed my musical landscape and exposed me to a lot of uh, a lot of amazing bands. So the Smiths are on there, Suzanne Vega, OMD, who had uh, a huge hit, top ten hit with "If You Leave." I believe that's their biggest song. Uh, Echo and the Bunnymen are on there. There's so many cool bands on on here, and I think this really, again, introduced a lot of American teens to bands like Echo and the Bunnymen with Bring on the Dancing Horses, The Smiths with Please, 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 Please Let Me Get What I Want, If You Leave, 
and which is played over, you know, the end of the film where she chooses Blaine over Ducky at the prom. But in the original version, she chose Ducky. Audiences didn't like it. So I've got a, you know, kind of a special connection to this film, too, because um, I've been compared to Ducky for years, probably since this film. And I don't know if that's a compliment or not. Most girls seem to think it is, but I don't know. Some Kind of Wonderful came out in 1987. It's kind of a reverse of Pretty in Pink, but grittier. But the roles are switched. The roles are reversed. So you've got um, Eric Stoltz playing the mechanic outcast boy who fought, who is in love with uh, Leah Thompson, who plays Amanda Jones. His ducky is uh, Mary Stuart Masterson, who her name is Watts in the film, and she's a little spunky, pixie, cut-haired, punk rock girl who plays drums. And she pines away for him, but he doesn't realize it until the end of the movie. The good thing is, spoiler alert, is uh, they do actually wind up together. So he chose correctly. So maybe John Hughes was trying to correct the wrong of Pretty in Pink in some kind of wonderful. Interesting, though, this was, wasn't as big a hit as Pretty in Pink, but a lot of, uh, a lot of people kind of like this soundtrack better. It was a big seller, and it had, but it was, you know, another... A, a grittier soundtrack as well, grittier than Pretty in Pink, with bands like Jesus and the Mary Chain, Furniture, Pete Shelley, Flesh for Lulu. Their song, I Go Crazy, really stands out on there. Got a lot of airplay on MTV. I never understood, though, how he would be interested in Amanda Jones when he's got the cute little drummer girl Watts there. And when this movie came out, I loved her. I may still have a secret crush or not so secret on her to today. Flesh for Lulu's I Go Crazy, great song. And then I also really love the opening track, Abuse by Propaganda, which is where um, kind of the opening track and you've got uh, Watts playing drums over it. Now, obviously, these aren't the only John Hughes movies. There's a lot of other John Hughes movies, but these are you know, the 80s teen movies. He did a bunch of other ones. Um, you got to give, you know, Arnival props to Vacation. A couple of great songs in there. Holiday Road by Lindsey Buckingham, the theme song. And then, of course, California Sun by the Ramones. Great quotable movie. Not as much in the teen 80s vein, even though you've got Michael J. Hall, but uh, great songs, including that uh, theme song, Holiday Road by Lindsey Buckingham. So what's my favorite overall John Hughes 80s teen film and soundtrack. I think for both, I got to go with Pretty in Pink. I really relate to it. I love the music, um, the story, you know, the whole Ducky tie-in, the Ducky and Andy thing. You know, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, 16 Candles, very funny. They have their spots, very 80s. But uh, again, I've been compared to Ducky so many times over the years. And I really, you know, think that Pretty in Pink is the strongest of the soundtracks, just the bands on there. And the fact that, uh, you know, that really introduced me to my longtime favorite band, the Smiths. So that's my take on John Hughes and his teen angst eighties movie soundtracks. So let me know if you've got anything to add, disagree, whatever, want to talk about it again, whatever. And thanks for listening to the albums that saved us. And thanks to anchor for helping me get started visit my sponsors. And if you're inclined to donate, please make a donation. Maybe I'll buy a record or something and review it. Shout out to my benefactor, Christine Beard Fernandez, the monthly benefactor of the albums that saved us. 
uh, find me across the interwebs and social media at hashtag albums that saved us. Email me at albums that saved us at gmail.com. Feedback, criticism, ideas, uh, anything you want to talk about. Join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com slash albums that saved us podcast. And there's a Facebook group as well. Twitter at albums that saved Instagram albums that saved us. TikTok albums that saved us for dancing videos on YouTube at albums that saved us. If you've got any album suggestions, bands you want to talk about, let me know. Um, I usually don't know what's coming up the next week if I can get one in the next week, but uh, always open to suggestions and maybe some collaborations. If you like albums that saved us, please help spread the word, share the links, tell some friends, call in and leave a comment or question and see that option in Anchor. See you next time.